0: Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Tish. Welcome to Blondes Out Out Loud. Loud. Happy Wednesday. Last week's episode, we talked about our gay awakenings. And this week's episode is kind of going to tie into what we talked about last week. This week, we're going to be talking about coming out. Yay. Mm, So much fun. So much fun.
1: Before we get into our coming out stories, I think it's important to acknowledge that coming out looks different for everybody. It's a process. It's also never ending. I think that's something that people who aren't going through it don't realize, but you have to come out your entire life. Mm -hmm. You may come out publicly once, like you're big coming out, um, but then you're constantly doing it with every new person you meet. Every, every coworker every new coworker every new job every new team
0: you join even when you go to like the doctor's office yeah every new situation literally everywhere you're in,
1: you have to come out and yeah it's it sucks it really does um and it does get easier um I will give some hope to those out there but it's always a little uncomfortable for sure Especially when the person that you have to come out to makes it uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's situations where that gets heightened. So, just wanted to acknowledge that right off the bat because we're gonna tell our stories, um, and you might be listening and be like, "My story was nothing like that," and that's okay because it's different for everybody. It's a process for everybody. Some people never come out. Um, And that's okay too. And some people choose not to make it a big deal. Some people make it a huge deal. It's totally up to the person.
0: Right. And it the one I mean, like too, like we already said before. But it's like even after you come out, you still you still have to come out to people. It's always a continuous thing. Never ends.
1: Yep. We say like coming out. Like I don't necessarily mean like I go to the doctors and I have to be like, hey, I'm gay like it's also in just day-to-day conversations where i'm meeting a new coworker for the first time and she's like oh like what are you, what like what are you doing this summer i'm like oh i'm getting married in august and and she's like oh what's your husband do and it's like oh got to come out because right. now i have to correct her and say oh i'm actually marrying a woman yeah So it's just day-to-day interactions like that too. It's not necessarily having to be like, I'm a lesbian or I'm gay and saying that word for word. It's things at at the doctor. Oh, do you have a boyfriend? No, I have a girlfriend. Oh, are you having sex with men? No, I'm having sex with women. Things like that. Um, It's all just different ways of having to out yourself to new people. Actually,
0: funny that you said that and this might be like a little TMI, but I was just at the gyno literally, what, last week and... The lady asked me um, if I had any STDs or like if there were any chance I'd be pregnant, and I said no. Like, and she's like, "Are you using contraceptives?" And I'm like, "I have a I have a same sex partner," and and luckily not that you can't get no 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 STDs I I know that, but I know like, but she was but absolutely. she was saying yeah like are you pregnant and stuff and I said no, um and, I, and luckily like she took it really well and like was like oh thank you so much for telling me that whatever but it's like sometimes it's like those those moments are like so uncomfortable and you don't want to even like be like you don't want to be like yeah I'm with a woman yeah because it's just they're making it uncomfortable and luckily she wasn't not intentionally
1: no 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 yeah more often than not it's not intentional correct it's just we're almost programmed to say these things to people and not think about our language when we ask questions and hopefully that's something everybody's working on I know it's something I still have to work on even being a part of the community right um But yeah, it's awkward and it's uncomfortable. And for me, it's still always uncomfortable and awkward. And it does get easier to come out because I'm proud of who I am now. And that took a long time to get here. Um, But there's always a sense of discomfort when... There's always a sense of discomfort when I have to correct somebody.
0: Right. Uh, So I guess for me... um, Let's start kind of easing into my story here. Uh, I grew up in a small town where I think I only knew one person who was openly out. And I bullied this kid. Not directly to his face, but maybe I did. I don't know. But I just remember, like, everyone else around me was doing it. So... For me, it was, like, I, I – I, it was so disgusting to me because that's how I – like, that's what I knew. This was a gay kid? This was a gay kid. Okay. Um, who went to my school. And everyone else was like, oh, you know, fucking faggot. Sorry for my language, but that – Don't ever use that word, by the Please way. Please don't, yes. But I was the same way with them because I thought that was disgusting because – you, that's just what you're surrounded by. You don't know that that's not disgusting. You know what I mean? Like you're never taught anything different. Well, and you want to fit in, and you want to fit in. Um. So growing up, yeah, I, I was bad. I was horrible, and, it, and it's funny because, obviously, last week we talked about our gay awakenings, and I think I really did know pretty early on, um, that there was something different. Because obviously I wasn't obsessing over boys and all of that stuff. So it was like this constant battle um, where I was just fighting. And I'm sure you can agree with this too. Where it's like you're fighting so hard because you really don't want to be gay. Yeah. I mean, it's not that being gay is a bad thing, but it's what I was surrounded by was being gay is bad. So when I thought, well, maybe, maybe I might be into women. No, 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 you can't be. That's bad. And you're just going to have to be with men because that is what is expected of you. And so that is exactly what I did. And I'm sure... That's what you did, too. I mean, we already talked about it. I remember the first time I ever was with a girl. Um, It was like, nope, that's not right. I'm going back home, and I'm sleeping with a man. And that is exactly what I did, and I cried all the way home. (laughs) I drove, like, what, 45 minutes north, slept with a guy. I had no idea who he was. And I just remember literally crying all the way home because it was like, you were not interested at all. What the fuck did you just do? Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, Two things though. One, on a serious note, like you shame yourself into that, right? Yeah. Like, especially after the first time when you start to realize that you're into someone of the same sex, you're like, oh shit, this isn't right. I'm disgusting. I'm wrong. Because that's what I've been told my entire life growing up. And so you shame yourself into feeling that way, which is why that led you into going and sleeping with a man. Second, on a less serious note, how do you just find a man to go and sleep with? I never understood this when I was in high school. Like, I wasn't seeking out men to sleep with. But where do all of you women just find these guys who will sleep with you because... I feel like you were just like, oh, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I just slept with a woman, but now I need to go sleep with a man, so you just slept with a guy you didn't know? Where did you find him? I think it was like Tinder. <laughs> what? Like what? I'm sorry. It, yeah, that it yeah. just blows my mind because yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't sleep around. I never slept around. Well, I very much don't sleep around now, but right. I never slept around in high school or middle school or any of that, or college for that matter, and All that right, just always blew my mind. Shoes. I know. I'm sorry. I went off on a huge it's tangent okay, there, okay. but y'all are crazy.
0: I don't. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, I slept with a man because I was like, I'm not allowed to have a girlfriend. That's disgusting. You're going to do this and you're going to basically like it. And I didn't. Uh, I didn't at all. And I remember um, I made a Facebook post about how I was bisexual. What year was this? I don't even remember. Or what age? I can't even tell you. I I literally don't. I I, there's those Facebook no Facebook memories. I deleted it. What? Yep. So here's where I was telling you. I made a Facebook post and I might have been actually a sophomore in high school. A screenshot or it didn't happen. It's deleted. <laughs> because I posted it saying how, okay, here's my coming out story. I'm bisexual. And I immediately deleted it probably like 2 hours after I posted it. That's because not I was immediately Okay, well, I deleted it the same day Okay. Um, because I was just so embarrassed and I was very ashamed because I was like, you're not allowed to do this. Like, I'm sorry, you're, you're not into women. Um, and it, I just deleted it. It was like immediate regret after I posted it because now I was like, oh my God, now I got to stick to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, well, what if I'm not bisexual? So I deleted it. And there also was just this, like, fear of, like, what are people going to think when I post that I'm bisexual? So, yeah, uh, if if you ever saw that post, I think I was a sophomore in high school. So I don't know the year of that. So
1: did anyone ever bring it up to you? Did anyone see it and mention it to you?
0: No. There were a lot of people that interacted with it, but no one. I mean, I think there were comments on it. So you just deleted it and went on with your life as a straight... Woman. Yeah, pretty much. Um but that is amazing. But I never actually really like said, Oh i just kidding, lol, I'm straight. You know what I mean? Right. It was just like I had po- had it posted. If you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, you didn't. And that was just that's how it was. Um and I it it was really just I was battling myself at that point. It wasn't Because I had gotten an enormous amount of hate or whatever. It was simply just because I was terrified and I couldn't come to terms with being bi. Eventually, I think I might have made another post saying I was a lesbian and then deleted it. It was just like, because that's what I also thought you had to do. Was I thought you had to post it on social media and that was like you coming out. Because that was, like, the thing back then, is that if you were gay, you had to post it on social media to let the whole world know, like, hey, I'm gay. And I I don't know if you had that moment. I don't know if you... I had that moment. I don't know if you posted on social media. I for sure had that moment. That was my moment. But, so, yeah, I I just kept posting and deleting stuff. And then eventually, I had a girlfriend. And I, I think I talked about this in the last episode is it was strictly online. Um, And I said to my mom and my friends, like, whatever, I have have a girlfriend, I'm into girls. And I remember most people just saying, like, I kind of figured. Or like, yeah, I knew. And it wasn't, it really wasn't anything crazy. Like... Some people have a crazy coming out story and I, I kid you not, mine's so, mine's so boring because it literally was just like, okay, yeah, I'm dating someone. She lives thousands of miles away. Probably never going to meet her, but yeah, I like women. And then so be it. That was it. But it took me so long to fully actually come to terms with my sexuality. And no, if you try to look up a post on social media, there is nothing because I've deleted it all. It was just, I all of a sudden started dating women, and that was it. Um, you know, the
1: funny thing about that, though, is most people who end up coming out, the people around you or the people closest to you almost always know. Oh, yeah, Before for sure. you tell them. For sure. Or at least have some sort of idea. Like, it's never a huge shock to people. No. More often than not. If you're super close with people, there's some sense of them catching on at some point or another like you said like everybody was kind of just like I already knew that right and that was the same thing for me like all my closest and I'll get into it in a little bit but like all my closest friends and family are like yeah okay right we know thanks for sharing so my coming out story has a few different pieces to it because I feel like I came out really really early to most important person to me which is my mom Mm -hmm. and she knew for a while before i actually like came out came out to the public um and there were a few others really really close to me who knew too at the time but my freshman year of college um is when my mom found out and it was because I committed to play basketball at St. Mary's in Winona, which was only 30 minutes from my hometown. This was for college. Um, and well, I guess rewind just a little bit. My, I briefly mentioned this in my awakening story, um, and I won't go into a ton of detail, but my senior year of high school was like when it like hit me with a bus, like you're gay. My senior year of high school, first relationship with a girl. Um, and, like, that whole ending, like, you, you graduate high school and you go off to college and you, like, go your separate ways, and that crushed me. So not only did, like, this relationship end and I was struggling with my sexuality and I was depressed and anxious and all these different things, but I was going off to college. And as I said, basketball was my dream, so I... That's all I wanted to do was go to college, play basketball. Like Mm -hmm. this, I I only keep saying that because like when I get to this point, you'll realize, oh shit, like that. She was really struggling because I ended up quitting basketball because of how badly I was struggling. Um, And I moved home. I transferred back home to UWL and went to school in my hometown to be closer to my mom because of everything I was going through. Um, I was very confused obviously with my sexuality with who I was didn't know if I was gay bi obviously wasn't straight um was as you talked about earlier fighting myself Mm -hmm. with that even though I'd been in this full-blown um non-defined relationship I still was fighting myself on you don't actually like women you need to be with a man um and I didn't really have anybody to talk to Right. Um, and that was why I transferred out of St. Mary's and off of the basketball team was I just didn't feel like I had anybody on my team or my coaches or in my institution that I could reach out to for help. I tried seeing a counselor at St. Mary's and they paired me with a man, oh God. a straight white man, and sat me down in front of him for free counseling covered by the institution as a part of my package or whatever and I couldn't even like talk to him he's like why are you upset and I'm like I'm just struggling with moving away from home and then I'm like oh I'm only 30 minutes from home well that doesn't make sense I can literally drive home anyway so I just did not want to tell this man anything because he made me so uncomfortable and obviously this is not the man I'm coming out to the person I'm coming out to for that matter Um, And so that was a big part of the reason I transferred back home. I just didn't know who to talk to. I hadn't come out to anybody. Um, People had suspicions about me all throughout my senior year of high school. (laughs) Shout out to you guys. You all knew before I did. Um, But nobody really for sure knew, and there was nobody I was comfortable talking with about it at the time. So I transferred home. My mom knew I was struggling. She was the one person who knew that, I cried every single morning. I cried every single night. I cried in between classes. Like, I was constantly crying. I never cried so much in my life. And Tisha knows this because I never cry now. Yeah, you do not cry. I am not a crier. I think I cried all my tears out my first semester of freshman year of college because I cried all the time. I didn't eat. I lost so much weight. I was probably the skinniest and unhealthiest I've ever been in my life. Like I'll look back at pictures at that time and I'm like, I will never be that thin again because I wasn't
0: eating. Right.
1: Like it was really bad. Um, and I was just really struggling and I couldn't find a counselor that I liked at St. Mary's and I transferred home. My mom still didn't know at this point. Like she she knew, let's be honest. She knew my whole senior year of high school.
0: Yeah, she's listening right now and she's like, Oh yeah, like, uh-huh, I knew. Uh
1: huh. Um but I hadn't admitted it to her. There's a difference there. Um, hadn't admitted it to her yet at this point. And so I I transferred back after one semester. So I finished out the entire semester, but had been pretty much going home every single night from St. Mary's, like driving back and forth. I think I slept in my dorm room, like maybe a total of 10, 20 times tops the entire semester. That's how often I drove home. Um, and I started seeing my therapist back home because all throughout middle school and high school I had a therapist in lacrosse and I loved her I still love her to this day like she changed my entire life I can't speak highly enough for her she is the reason like I'm still here today and she's the reason I'm like out and proud too. like she helped me through my entire coming out process and like my entire discovering myself and my sexuality phase um, so, shout out to her because she is an incredible person. And If she ever heard this for whatever reason, she'll know I'm talking about her and how much I love her. Um, but I went back and started seeing her again. And um, she was the one who kind of, like, forced me to come out to her. Mm-hmm because she knew I was she was like why are like what's going on why are you struggling so much and I was telling her like oh I'm just really sad because like my best friends aren't with me anymore and we all went our separate ways and she's like yeah something's not adding up here right she knew I was telling her about this relationship but wasn't telling her what it exactly was and she knew and finally she drug it out of me in one of my sessions and um so, I guess she was really truly the first person I came out to was my therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, therapy's cool, guys. And, it is. Like, everybody needs a therapist. And then she convinced me to tell my mom because she's like, Your mom already knows. I knew your mom knows. Right. Like, just talk to your mom about it. But, like, that was so scary to me. Mm-hmm. And anybody who has been through this knows it is so scary. Even if that person knows. It's so hard to say those words. Yeah. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. And I remember I told my mom, I was in bed, I, I was living with them when I transferred back home. Um, I was in my, my bedroom, I was hyperventilating, having a panic attack, and called my mom down because I needed help calming down. And she sat down on my bed, and I can just still picture this moment so vividly, and I like kind of sat up next to her and i i can't remember if she asked me i think she asked me like why are you why are you so upset like tell me again like what's going on and i finally was just like we were more than friends referring mm-hmm. back to my high school yeah. situation and she kind of i don't remember her exact response but she kind of just nodded her head because she already knew yeah and i think i think i can hear her voice saying yeah. <laughs> because like she's like and yeah, like yeah, I know. Yeah. Like finally you finally said it out loud. Um and then I think I just sobbed like into her arms that entire night. But that was like my true coming out moment was telling my mom because that was the most important person for me to be accepted by. Right. I needed my she's my best friend. I needed my mom to love and accept me for who I who I am. Mhm. And so that was huge for me. That was like the biggest hurdle to cross. Right. Um, but my mom was really the only person who knew. And I'm sure you're all thinking, well, didn't she tell your dad? She didn't. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's listening to this and laughing because she actually did, but I don't think she actually did. I don't yeah. Like I believe her one hundred percent when she says that like she never told my dad and she was waiting for me to tell him because it was my place to do it yep. and like bless her soul for that because that's how every parent should handle that situation it's right not your place to tell anybody else mm-hmm. um so my dad didn't know for probably another year two years I don't even remember what year I came out and I want to say it was like my junior year of college um maybe even no it might have been my senior year of college it might have been three years later um, because my true coming out moment was on social media. Yeah, and I posted it on Facebook and Instagram after I attended my first Pride in um, Minneapolis. I went to Minneapolis yep. Pride with my best friend Ken's, and that's actually a really funny story. I'm gonna talk about that later when I came out to Ken's and Maggie because that's hilarious. That's a good story. Um, but. I we went to pride in Minneapolis and Ken was like my ally you know um with her little ally button anyways uh I she took pictures of me like with all the rainbows and stuff and I posted a really short Instagram post it was like I'm gonna keep this short and sweet I'm proud of who I am or something and like it was insinuating that I was part of the community right um and that was my coming out post. And bef- prior to that, like I already said, I told all my best friends and people closest to me because I didn't want any of them to find out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else found out. Like most of my aunts, uncles, um, anybody else, on all my friends and whatever, they found out that way. And I had, I was very fortunate because I had an outpouring of support mm-hmm. on social media after I after I posted that, which I'm very grateful for. But my dad, I actually told him separately on my own, or before that post, um, and that was really hard for me to do because he, I was a little more worried about Mm -hmm. not accepting me, and I remember telling him, and I'm going to say that, I will say that it's a lot easier to come out to somebody when you... Like have a relationship to show for it if that makes sense so like it's easier to be like I'm dating so and so and then it's a woman and so they're like oh you're gay or you're bisexual like you're in a relationship which is kind of what I did right that's so much easier than not having a relationship with anyone and having to be like mom I'm gay or mom I'm a lesbian right like it's easier to be like mom I'm dating Letitia yeah and then she'll understand so I waited until I was in a relationship or seeing somebody to tell my dad because that felt easier for me to be like, hey, I'm seeing so-and-so. And And that's what I did. And I I remember he was on his computer on the couch, and I was sitting on the chair across from him. Classic. Classic Rick. Glasses down on his nose, looking down at the computer screen. And I'm like, Dad? And he's like, yeah. Like, just, like, still looking down at his computer. And I'm like, I'm dating so-and-so. And he kind of, like, was dead silent for a minute and didn't say anything. And still looking down at his computer, did not look at me at all. And I'm, like, panicking at this point because I'm, like, oh, God, he hates me. Like, he he's never going to love me. Like, this is not going to end well. And, like, I'm ready to cry and, like, run out of the room. And I'm, like, did you hear me? And he said something along the lines of, like, yeah, your mom mentioned that or something along along those lines. And I was just like, okay. And then he didn't say anything and he still didn't look at me. And I walked out of the room and my brother was there at the time and we were both living somewhere else. So we were both about to leave. And I just like rushed out of the door crying because I had perceived it as going so poorly and I was just petrified at that point. And my brother like came out after me and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just told dad and he's like, and, and I'm like, he didn't say anything. And my brother was so supportive. And he's like, Rach, you know, that's just how he is. Like, dad doesn't know how to be emotional. Like, that's just how, how he responds to everything. Like, it's okay. He still loves you. Like, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Like, just give him some time. And my brother was so cool for that because he was so right. Like, that mm-hmm. is truly just how my dad is. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But in the moment, I was so panicked because I was like, my dad hates me.
0: Yeah.
1: And it just that wasn't was a the really response. scary moment. Like, you yeah. want him to be like, Rach, I love you no matter yeah, what. Yeah, but it's hard for it's hard for everybody, as awful as this sounds, it's hard for everybody to hear that about their child because it's not what they're – used to it's not what they're expecting right you know and so try to remind myself that I have to give people time to process it right and I wasn't ready to give my dad that time when I told him I wanted him to be positive right from the start and respond positively right from the start and I didn't get that so I panicked right and yeah after after that I my brother hugged me and like I cried or whatever and my mom texted me, like, right when I got home, and she said, I still have this screenshotted to this day, she said something along the lines of, like, your dad and I just talked, or your dad and I just had a good talk, he loves you so much, um, he doesn't, something along the lines of, like, he doesn't think of you any differently, and you can talk about it at another time, or something along those lines, but just reinforcing that, like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and still for me, I was kind of like, okay, why can't dad tell me that? But at the same time, my dad doesn't text people. The most you'll get out of him is a, okay. Yeah. Like, that's just how he is. Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of wrap my brain around all of that. Anyways. Yeah. That's kind of my larger coming out story. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very fortunate because I know not everybody has positive coming out stories. I know. Yeah. There are so many people who lose their loved ones and their parents because of it. Right. Um, People are disowned, people are kicked out of their house. Um, And so I'm grateful and I know how fortunate I am to still have both of my parents in my life. Um, And I feel for those of you who don't and those of you who are struggling or fear that that might happen to you. Um, But yeah, I think It's just important to acknowledge that it looks different for everybody, and it's not safe for everybody
0: either. Yeah, which is so fucking sad. Yeah. Because I wish that it was an easy process, and I wish that people could just not, you know, not have to worry about those things. But.
1: And you shouldn't have to. I mean, we shouldn't have to come out. It shouldn't be a thing. And hopefully, someday, it's not. Right. So let's lighten the mood a little bit. Um, and, Tisha, what was your favorite reaction of somebody finding out that you were gay?
0: Oh, Lord. I don't think I even have, like, any good reactions. Like, and I'm not saying they were bad reactions, but it just, they weren't funny or good. It was just like, okay, and, like so we know like, like no, one was just, no one was really shocked. I can't tell you a specific person that's like this person stood out to me yeah and was like the funniest or the best reaction or the most supportive reaction whatever so no I don't I can't give you a specific person sorry dang well I have one yeah I have two actually okay I'm going to start
1: with the lesser of the two because I think it's a funny story. Um, But when I told my brother, I was drunk at a bar and I called him on the phone and he was just at home and I was like, hey, and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, I'm at the bars. Where are you? Like trying to get him. I always tried to get him to come downtown. Me and Ken's all the time. We're like, John, come downtown. He'd never come downtown. (laughs) Anyways, I was like, come downtown. He's like, "Nah, I'm good. And... I don't even know what I said word for word because I was drunk, but I pretty much just told him, like, hey, I'm dating so-and-so. And he's like, that's really cool, Rach. <laughs> like, good for you. Yeah. And I I know I was drunk, and he was probably just laughing at me the entire time because I he was just like, okay, whatever. And he knew, again. Going, yeah. Everybody knew. Um, so anyways, we hung up the phone, and he sent me, like, I, I know I have this screenshotted, too, somewhere because it just melted my heart, but he sent me a text after we got off the phone, he was like, Rach, you know I would never think differently of you. Like, I love you so much and I'm so proud of you. Oh, and John. And, like, yeah, like, John, to the core, like, such a good dude. Um, I love him so much. But he, yeah, it was, that was a really good reaction for me. But my favorite story to tell is my two best friends, Kenzie and Maggie. Um, <laughs> so I, this was after a breakup, actually. This was after a pretty bad breakup. I was with somebody for two, three years maybe, I can't remember, two years probably, and we broke up um, and I was struggling a lot and I was playing softball, it was the summer, I was playing softball on a co-ed slow pitch team with tens and some friends, and I think Meg's was actually on the team too and we had a game that day. And I was just at home crying all day long and didn't want to go to this game because I was crying and I was like well they're gonna see my face and they're gonna know I've been crying and so I'm just gonna invite them over and I'm gonna tell them yeah like I'm gonna tell them why I'm crying I'm gonna tell them that I'm gay and like get it over with yeah and so I invited them over I'm like guys like you come over before the game we're gonna go grill out like at the park it's like you come over before the game I need to tell you guys something and that's all I said. They're like, <laughs> what, like, what do you need to tell me? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I'll tell you when you get here. Like, I just want to tell you in person. Yeah. Because to me, this is like this big, serious thing. Because that it kind of is. It is. It is. It's like this big, serious thing that like you're about to like, tell somebody and and like confide in them and open up to them it's like sending
0: a risky text
1: like i'm so serious when i say it It is so scary to actually say the words out loud to somebody yeah it it is it's terrifying especially when these people are close to you and you're like i knew how they would react but like i well i didn't know how they react it's really funny but i knew they would love me regardless and i knew they probably already knew but I was still so scared to say it. It doesn't matter. You're always going yeah. to be scared to say it. For sure. So anyways, fast forward, they come over, and we're sitting in the living room. We're all just, like, talking because, like, you you avoid it as long as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Like, with any bad news you have to tell – not bad news. This is <laughs> wonderful news for me now. But, like, any hard, difficult conversation you need to have, you push it off as long as you can. Yeah. And so I'm super obviously – like avoiding the conversation completely and they can tell but like we're just messing around talking and catching up whatever eventually they're like are you going to tell us and i'm like yeah and i don't remember how i said it or like what i said i don't remember the exact phrasing but it took me a long time and i remember they were sitting on the floor and i was sitting on the couch so this was like a teacher sitting in a chair while their children sitting on the floor like that's the picture i'm painting for you right now and they're just like looking up at me like oh my god like they have panic in their eyes And I'm panicking because I'm terrified. Right. These are my best friends. And eventually I tell them, and they burst out laughing. (laughs) Laughing. Like hysterically laughing. And I'm not even sure, like they might have been crying at the same time. And I'm sitting here in shock. I'm like offended that they're laughing. Right. I would be. I'm like, excuse me? Like, (laughs) what is funny about this? And Maggie's like, Rachel, we thought you were dying, (laughs) and I like stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "I'm gay," and they're like, "We thought you had cancer." And I'm like,
0: "My God, what?"
1: So the whole time, like those two are. (laughs) Having these conspiracy theories about how I have cancer or, like, an illness where I'm going to die. And this is what I'm bringing them to my apartment to tell them. Meanwhile, I'm over here panicking about telling them that I'm gay. That's, like, the two ends of the spectrum that we were on in that moment. And I still, to this day, think it's the funniest thing in the world. That they thought I was dying and that I was so scared to tell them I was gay and they laughed. Yeah. Like that is just that sums up our relationship to a T. But it's my favorite coming out story ever because after that I was just like I don't think I should ever be scared to tell somebody I'm gay ever again after that. Right. It was just I think probably
0: the best moment of my life. I I wish I had a story like that. Like I wish I could tell you a funny story and stuff. But... When I
1: tell you, like we all hugged and I think like cried after that because relief. It was just so emotional, but yeah, also like they were just so glad I was not dying and right. I was glad I wasn't dying, but also
0: glad they knew I was gay. And right,
1: oh, if I could relive a moment, I think
0: I'd relive that one. I wish I could be there to see that one. Actually. So, uh, yeah, those are my, my favorite stories that I have. So going off of, I guess like stories and stuff, we did have somebody reach out to us via Instagram DM. Um, Which, by the way, if you have any questions for us and you want them answered on the podcast, please message us on Instagram or comment on the Spotify post. Whatever it is, we will gladly answer questions. We love questions. And the question that was asked for us is actually very fitting for this episode, and it is, who supported you the most when you came out? Ooh,
1: that's a good question. I had a lot of overwhelming support okay. when I came out. Good. I would say the two top, which I've already mentioned, were easily my mom yep. and my therapist. Okay, Hands down, the two most supportive people who helped me through all of it. Like, you take those two out of my equation and I would not be here today. Right. And I don't think anybody else, I mean, again had so much support so like not saying this to bash anybody else but like nobody even comes close to
0: those two which is amazing that you had that support system because a lot of people don't a lot of people don't yeah. exactly yeah
1: so grateful for them so grateful I hope everybody has somebody like that in yeah. their life let me be that person for you if you need somebody I will be that person for yes you. like me everybody too. needs somebody
0: for sure yes 100 percent um for me, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. Um, I'm not really gonna like name shame people or whatever, but a a lot of my close circle, friends, family, whatever it was, I think when I did come out, it was a and, and like I said, I already mentioned how I really struggled and like, it was like a constant battle of like, okay, you're not gay, whatever. But the other issue is and why it took me so long to fully come to terms with my sexuality is because the people surrounding me kind of were just like, LOL, yeah, it's a phase. Like, you'll grow out of it. Just try, just try dating a man, get a boyfriend, whatever. And every single time someone would kind of say something like that, I just would dive deeper and deeper into not fully wanting to come... You know, like, to yeah. fully coming out. And that's out. such and a common reason It is such... Especially it for, is. like,
1: older generations. Yeah.
0: So, I wish I could say, you know, one specific person supported me the most. Um, but I, I, I can't. I think my friends... He's I think... I think out of all everybody it was probably some of my friends um and probably my best friends like Kenzie and Shyla um because they knew for a really long time and they were kind of just like we're not gonna you know we're we're gonna love you regardless and we're here for you if you need it type thing and I don't think they really worked questioning me or trying to say, like, it's a phase, you know, where I did have some people kind of just thinking, you know, oh, she'll grow out of it type thing. And please, for the love of God, don't, don't ever do that. So, like I said, I wish I, I wish I had a specific person, but I don't. And I'm not trying to say that my family wasn't supportive because they were supportive. It was just, I think they wanted me to you know be sure like they didn't want me to go around and telling everybody like oh you're gay whatever and if I really wasn't and and now obviously I'm fully aware of my sexuality and I'm okay openly talking about it but it is a process and like we said earlier too it looks different for everybody and there's no timeline to coming out and I think that that's Important for people to understand is that there's no rush, don't do it until you're fully ready because it's not easy,
1: right? And make sure you have a support system built up when you're ready. Um, and I can't stress that enough like, you have to make sure that you have people to lean on, yeah, because it's going to be tough, even if you like, even for me, I had a ton of support when I came out, like I had a lot of positive reactions, but you're it's mentally draining. Oh so even if you're it's full of a supportive like even if it's you receive supportive responses from almost everybody you talk to, you're still going to be mentally drained and need somebody to lean on. So have a support system. Yeah. Um know who those people are ahead of time. Talk to them ahead of time before you fully come out if you choose to do so. Like I think it's important to tell those people closest to you, um, or at least one or two, so you have them to lean back on after you tell more people. Right. Um, and also, if you don't want to come out, like if you just want to start dating
0: someone of the same sex, do it. Yeah, you don't have like, to make a Facebook. It post. doesn't
1: have to be a big deal. It no. doesn't have to be a big thing. No. That's cool. Like, do whatever feels right for you. Do what's comfortable. Do what's safe. I think that's the most important part. Yeah, Um, for sure. Like I stressed earlier, it's not safe for everybody to come out. Yeah. And I think another important thing to touch on here, too, is how to be an ally for somebody who's coming out. Um, Because even us as very out lesbians in our community, like, We still have to be allies for others who are coming out or learning about their sexuality or whatnot. And I think it's important just to acknowledge that as an ally, you need to be supportive. You need to listen. Don't try to force your opinions and thoughts on them or your stories on them. If they ask for your advice, that's great. Share it. But if they don't ask for it, they probably don't want it. Um, and most importantly is never out somebody to another person. Yep. If somebody comes to you, if they confide in you in something that important and close to their heart that they're not fully telling everybody else, it is not your place to go. Until tell another single soul. right? Not your best friend, not your mom, not your sibling, not their best friend, not their mom, not a stranger down the road. Keep that to yourself, that is not your place. Uh, and that's the biggest thing you can do as an ally. Offer support, don't out them to other people unless they ask for your help in doing so. And just be there, mm-hmm. just listen. A lot of times that's all we need is somebody to listen right? and validate. Yeah. I'll just end on saying, like, we're here as a resource. Um, We don't know everything. We're saying all of this based on our own experiences, but if you're out there listening and you have questions, you need help, you need resources, we can try to guide you in the right direction. There's a lot of really great resources out there if you're struggling with your sexuality coming out you need someone to listen um we're here for you it's hard it sucks it can be really lonely um so please feel free to reach out to us our dms are open we love you you're valid and it's gonna be okay
0: thanks for listening to this week's episode of blondes out loud don't forget to follow us on apple podcast or spotify
1: episodes are released every wednesday we'll hear you there
0: That is horrible. (laughs) Okay, you'll hear us. All right, we are signing off.